Ladies and gentlemen, start your stopwatches because you're listening to the dispatches on the clock. And that means we're going to spend the next 15 minutes or less talking about Disney's new adult cartoon, Little Demon, the deeper symbolism behind it all, and the real danger here that I think we all need to be aware of. Over the past few days, there's been a bit of a hubbub about a brand new cartoon series that is on Disney+. Plus. It's made by FX. FX is a company that produces television content and they are owned by Disney, as a lot of things are these days. So it's on the Disney Plus streaming service. It's an adult cartoon. We'll talk more about that interesting concept in just a second. It's called Little Demon. It tells the story of a girl who hits puberty, discovers that she is the Antichrist, the literal Antichrist. She is the daughter of Satan. Her mother is a practitioner of the pagan religion uh, of Wicca. So she's a Wiccan. She had sex with the devil. And our main character is the daughter of the devil. And there's been a lot of conversation about the normalization and the glamorization of the satanic, the diabolical, uh, uh, things which are evil. And I think obviously there's a, amongst people, there is also a concern about perhaps arousing curiosity in people towards the demonic as a result of this. And I don't think that is an unfair thing to be concerned about, but I think there are some other really big issues here and one very real danger for all of us, I think, in all of this that we need to be aware of. And so far, I haven't heard anyone talking about it. First of all, a few thoughts before I get to that point. Um, the concept of an adult cartoon is a really odd one, I think. The more you stop and think about it, I'm, I'm not talking here about cartoons. Cartoons are things that are a childish medium. They are a very healthy and good form of childhood entertainment. I mean, we're not talking about adults watching childhood entertainment like family movie night or something like that and, and taking enjoyment from it. We, we are talking here about a childish medium, which is cartoon, and that medium is being taken and hijacked and used uh, for adult purposes and to insert, in this case, there's all sorts of profanity, obscenity, porn, uh, evil, violence. It's all in this childish Medium and, and it speaks to, I think, two plagues in our modern age. I'm not surprised that the current age, the current age of the West, has given rise to this cartoon because it speaks to two different things. One is the notion of the perpetual adolescence of our age, the fact that we are not maturing as fast or as healthily as we should be. We are not flourishing as human beings because we are trapped in a state of. Uh, adolescence often due to the hedonism of our age. We are told to self-gratify instead of self-give. And if you're not self-giving and you're self-gratifying and seeking your own pleasure and happiness, that's exactly what a, a young child who hasn't matured does. And so you uh, sort of get stuck in a state of immaturity. You don't grow up. You don't get married. You don't have kids. You 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 just get stuck in this kid adulthood. And so I'm sort of not surprised by the fact that a culture like that would then produce something which is highly symbolic of the infantilizing nature of hedonism and pleasure-seeking. On the flip side of that, you've also got something else going on here. You have got the insertion of, of adult themes 
into childhood. You've got the destruction of childhood happening when you take a childish medium and you insert porn and obscenity and 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 profanity and all these other things into it. And that also is one of the plagues of our age, the destruction, the politicization, the adultification of childhood. There's something about the Judeo-Christian tradition that is really important here, I think, that we need to keep in mind. And that is that we are called to be childlike, but not childish. The Christian scriptures talk about the concept of being like little children, you know, finding joy and that sort of receptivity of childhood to the world and the wonder around us. But at the same time, we are supposed to mature and grow uh, by doing that. There's a sort of a paradox at play here. St. Paul in his writings in the New Testament talks about this idea that when I was a child, I thought and acted as a child, but as I mature and grow, I put off childish things. So we're supposed to be childlike, not childish. And this is very much the reverse of that. With with an adult cartoon full of porn and, and violence and everything else, what you've got is we are being childish and we are rejecting the childlike in the process. Secondly, this is uh, a concept where horror is the comedy and the evil becomes the joke it becomes the comedy and to me that speaks subtly but powerfully to the nihilism of our age it's just all meaningless evil itself becomes a joke instead of something that horrifies us i think authentic horror as a genre uh, horror stories are actually important moral and spiritual lessons and warnings don't open the door to evil. Don't invite evil into your home. Don't play with the diabolical and the demonic. Only good can overcome and defeat great evil. All of those kind of important spiritual and moral lessons which authentic horror teaches us, it's not a joke. It's it's not something to be laughed at. And I think there's something in that, that what this cartoon is doing, which speaks to the nihilism of our age, which is like, well, nothing is sacred, nothing matters, nothing means anything. It's all just meaningless. It's all one big, dark and, and meaningless nihilistic joke. And of course, in this particular uh, cartoon is, is very much the ridicule and the parody, the diabolical parody of the uh, incarnation, the idea of God who becomes human. You know, Mary conceives Jesus and gives birth to him. The character in this cartoon is even called Chrissy. And in this case, fatherhood itself is the demonic. Again, I think this is one of the curses of our age, sort of reflected and manifested. There's there's a lot of what you would call, I think, sacramental symbolism in this series that I think we should give consideration to what it's actually saying about the state of our current culture. Part of this, of course, in this cartoon is the normalization of paganism. The mother, as I said, is a Wiccan. She's a practitioner, uh, a participant in the pagan religion of of Wicca. And that, again, um, very much speaks to the the cultural crisis that we find ourselves in. We are living in a neo-paganism, a new paganism. Uh, The the world has spent the last 2,000 years um, developing and advancing and moving away from paganism, and some very, very important advancements have come on the back of the Judeo-Christian tradition, which moved us away from paganism. One of the really big and clear ones was the abolition Uh, and the moral abhorrence for the practice of infanticide, sacrificing our own children for a better and brighter future. That was one of the hallmarks of paganism. While that practice is now back in a big way in our culture, whether it's something like abortion, which is a very clear and stark example of it, where we sacrifice our own children uh, for some better and brighter or perceived better future outcome, 
uh, or it's just the fact that people sacrifice marriage and family life altogether. But the other thing about paganism is that, in actual fact, it's really grounded in subjectivism and relativism. Paganism is about many gods, not one god. The Judeo-Christian tradition is one God, the great I am. And and what it does is it unifies everything into one. There is objective truth here. But with paganism, there's not. There's multiple truths, and it's your truth. You pick the God that you want for your household. It's about uh, hedonism as well. The cult of hedonism very much is one of the hallmarks of paganism, these hyper-sexualized cultic practices that are part of paganism. And so, again, it's not a surprise that in our culture today we see this uh, sort of cartoon being produced. Satan also, though, is very much the the pinnacle symbolism of revolution. And that's a very, very important thing to understand. In fact, some political revolutionaries have even highlighted this point and have tried to rehabilitate and take a revisionist approach to the devil and paint him in a sympathetic light. He is the good guy. He is the very symbol of revolution against the oppression of tradition, the tradition of of the Judeo-Christian tradition itself. And and so it's not surprising to me that in a culture of of you know Marxist and neo-Marxist and postmodernist and and critical and cultural Marxist revolutionaries that we are seeing again this uh, sort of presentation of the satanic in this way. It's it's about self-worship. It's about pride. It's about overthrow of authority. The desire to take power and dominance for one Self. Now, of course, we are living in a culture that fails to recognize the truly sacred. And in a culture like that, what you also get on the other side of that coin is it fails to heed the danger of that which is truly evil. The biggest danger here, I don't think, is so much that people will be pulled into the occult. I don't think that's an unfair thing to be concerned about at all. And and this sort of this diabolical curiosity, particularly with younger minds, I think that's something to be aware of. But I think there's another really big danger here that is being missed by some, and that is the fact that what a cartoon like this does is it lulls us into a sense of complacency about the dangers of evil. Evil is not horrific. Evil is comedy. And that lulls us into a sense of complacency. It's like, oh, it's just a joke. There's nothing to worry about here. And ironically, that makes us more vulnerable. The person who knows that fire is dangerous and has a healthy fear of the danger of fire is safer than the person who thinks that fire is a joke and they are complacent about fire as a result. They are in much greater danger of being harmed. And here's the other interesting thing that really is very much a reflection of a dying culture that we find ourselves now living in. In this cartoon, the enemy is not actually Satan. Initially, it appears that way. But when you look at the plot of this, you realize, well, it's actually the Christian church that is the enemy in this cartoon. They have hired a bounty hunter to hunt down and kill Chrissy, the Antichrist, the main character. And there is so much loaded into this. It's not her fault. She's just a child. She was just born this way. Why would they come after her and kill her? They are the real enemy in all of this. And it very much is the sort of the diabolical lie of our age and the, and the way in which our aggressively hedonistic, nihilistic culture has turned itself against the church and against tradition and now claims that tradition is evil. It rejects the good, calls 
the good evil and calls evil good. I contrast this with Christian author, a Catholic uh, man from Canada called Michael D. O'Brien, who wrote a very, very good fictional story called Father Elijah. And, and Father Elijah tells the story of a Jewish diplomat whose wife is killed in a bombing. After that, he converts to Christianity. He ends up becoming a Catholic monk on Mount Carmel. And the story starts with him being called to Rome for a private visit with the Pope. And the Pope says to him, look, hey, we think we've figured out who the Antichrist is. We want you to go on a special mission to preach the gospel to this man. Because if he can be converted, we think that will hold off the final judgment just a little bit longer and that will allow us more time to try and save as many souls as we possibly can for heaven. Now contrast the sense of hope, the motivation of love behind that story with the concept of a Christian church that would send a murderer, an assassin, to kill a girl. And, and, and you see the difference here. One reflects the true heart of the Christian tradition. The other one is a, a diabolical attack on it, an attempt to once again ridicule and claim that which is good is actually the evil in our midst. I think it was Charles Baudelaire who, who was credited with saying the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. And a guy by the name of Ken and me apparently also said the second greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he is the good guy. And I think there's probably a little bit of both embroiled in this cartoon, but it's the first one I think that we need to be aware of. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. And I think that's a danger for all of us, that we we reduce the diabolical, the demonic, that which is truly evil to little more than parody, little more than a joke, and that makes us more vulnerable. We are now in danger. We are then the person who uh, laughs at fire and has complacency about fire where we should have a healthy fear of fire because we recognize the danger and the reality of the harm that can be caused by fire. And that's a danger for all of us. In an age like ours of nihilism where nothing is sacred and there is no sacred ritual, there is no sacred belief, Everything is just reduced to one big giant parody joke and there is no meaning, there is no hope behind all of that. There is great danger in that. And one of the big dangers, of course, is that we fail to recognize evil and the harm that evil can do to us if we are not astute and aware. As the Christian scriptures would remind us, be weary of your enemy, the devil, who prowls around like a roaring lion, always looking for people to devour. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to support our work, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Media. With $5 or more per month, you get access to an exclusive full-length patrons-only episode of the Dispatches podcast every single week. In the meantime, don't forget, live by goodness, truth, and beauty, not by lies. And I will see you next time on The Dispatches. On the Clock is brought to you by Left Foot Media. Support our important independent media work at patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia with just $5 or more per month and you'll receive exclusive access to our full-length patrons-only episode of the Dispatches podcast every single week. That's patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia. Link is in the show notes. Mm-hmm.